Hi dear, welcome to the Kingdom Living Podcast. If you're new here, thanks for listening in today. I hope you're fine. I hope you're blessed uh, by today's episode. And if you're part already part of the community, I hope you are keeping well. And thanks again for listening, for always feedbacking, encouraging the work we do. Kingdom Living is constantly evolving as a platform and we are really glad to have you on board and also to have you see how Kingdom Living evolves. If you feel our message uh, could bless the people around you, don't forget to share it so that we can keep growing as a community. And very soon, as I told you last time, we are revealing a surprise and we hope you'll be blessed by the surprise. Who does not love surprises? Who does not love promises? Especially when they get fulfilled. There are times when we get promised of a certain thing. But then we we get disappointed. Imagine I tell you today that we're going to reveal the surprise next two weeks and you receive the message that we're not going to show you the surprise and definitely you are disappointed, aren't you then? Well, that can certainly be painful. It even makes us lose trust in the individual who did not keep to his or her word. Maybe you have also promised someone something before and that person was really hoping to see you keep to your word. However, due to certain situations, sometimes we cannot explain the situations, the reasons for our disappointment, but you could not keep to that word. No matter how you explain to the person, it was difficult for that person to understand where it happens. It happens because we are human, because we are not wired to keep our words always. Where then can we find somebody who will never fail us, in whom we can put our trust? How can we get to know that person who will always keep to his or her word, regardless of the time? This is what we will be talking about today. We believe there is someone, and that someone has also revealed the place and how we can find him. Our second host is joining us today, Osase. I'm glad to have you here uh, onto this episode to talk about that faithful someone. How are you doing today? Hi there. I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Hopefully we get to do this more together. I believe uh, this is the turn it's taking. Anyways, has there ever been a time when you promised someone something but you could not keep to that promise? Yes, sure. I can lie about this um, because I'm human. And as we all know, um, humans do promise and fail sometimes. But for me, it's always this simple situation where I have already promised someone or a friend something, for example, that we are going to meet and have fun. And my friend is already so excited. And just in the last minute, I am like, hey there, I am so sorry, but I have, I have so much workload there we go i didn't keep to my promise and i disappointed it i'm sure i'm not the only one on this and definitely you're not the only one on this Uh, but why do you think you could not keep to that promise well as i said um we are all humans and we don't have superpowers we cannot see into the future we cannot be here and be there at, uh, at once i just admire those who keep to every single promise it's difficult as you said like we do not have superpowers but waiting for god's promises or waiting for man's promises what makes sense for you well, in comparison to man's promises, God's promises are written in a book that has gone through so many hard times, you know. It has been burned into beam so many times and yet it still preserves God's promises for us still today. 
This means a lot to me and to my faith. It shows God's heart to keep his, his word and to not disappoint his children. Even though we tend to ignore him so many times, but man's promises are mm. just spoken. Mm. Take, for example, a contract. A contract is just like a promise, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it it's, is. It's a promise from two or more parties to keep to something. Mm. And it is taken more seriously if it is written down and preserved as a written text. Mm. Um, no one signs a contract in spoken form, right? You sign a contract in a written form. And spoken form is not as binding as in written exactly. form. Um, so even though it can still be broken by one party, it still takes a lot of process, like a lot of legal pro processes for it to be broken. And so many people are scared of all the, the consequences mm. that may come along. That's why the written contract is more binding. Um, however, in the case of God's promises, he never breaks it. So... On God's part, he never breaks on the contract. He has written this contract in this book, in the Bible, that has been preserved for so many years. His promises, for example, that he will not leave us nor forsake us. In Jeremiah 31 from 31, we see God making his promise to us, his um, contract. He says, Behold, these days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant and with not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. So you see, mm. on the part of man, it's difficult to keep the, the promise, to keep, although I was an husband unto them, so God is like going into a contract unto us and we are the wife, he's the husband. Like th This is like a, a contract between man and woman. Mm. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts mm. and write it in their hearts mm. and will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me mm. from the least of them unto the greatest of them saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Mm, mm. Listen how beautiful this promise is. This is God going into a contract with us and he still does this today. Like individually, he gives us promises. This is the promise for mankind, for the entire world. Until today, individually, mm -hmm. he gives us sing our own promises. That sounds indeed like a contract, which means it takes two to make a contract binding. How then can we access God's promises? As I've said, um, his promises are preserved in his word. Um, the Bible is God's words, and um, God's words are his hearts, like this is God's heart unto mankind. So God is already transparent in that way. Which means that we enter into a contract um, with God uh, as God enters into a contract with us. It is a beautiful promise. So we have the word. And what are his promises for us then? There are so many promises of God for us. 
the Bible consists of, of God's promises. But, you know, um, we cannot benefit from them if, if we do not know they exist. Um, just like you cannot benefit from an insurance contract you, mm. you didn't sign into. Mm -hmm. So you have to sign to it. But this it's, it's not like something that you have to be scared to, to sign into it. You're mm. signing into your liberty. You're signing into the blessings that comes along mm. with this contract. So God is even giving us an open invitation to access these promises. Mm -hmm. He says through his prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 55 verse 1, he says, Ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters, mm -hmm. and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat, come, buy wine and milk without mm -hmm. money and without price. Mm -hmm. So this is God giving us access to his promises for free. Mm -hmm. We just have to key to them mm. and sign into them. I would like you to really explain to us what it means to key to them and to sign into it. It means to meditate on them day and night. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, this law have I written in my heart. Mm -hmm. Your law have I written in my heart mm -hmm. that I may not sin against thee. Mm. Sinning against thee means disobeying his promises. This or, or not staying, mm. remaining and abiding mm. um, in God's promises, mm. in Jesus Jesus is the word of God. He mm. came and the word of God became flesh through Jesus. So it says, abide in me as I abide in you. Mm. For without me, you cannot do anything. So by abiding in the word of God, you are meditating on it day and night mm. and you will see the fruits of them. Mm. It says, if you abide in me, ye will bring fruits. Amen. Amen. And so meditating on his words day and night, mm. you will see fruits in all aspects of mm. your life. Mm. That's a very good point. And I believe that's what we oftentimes neglect the aspect of um, meditating on God's word and believing that um, it will get fulfilled, right? Because he has given us this promise, which means there is a difference between God has presented holding to his promise and compared to man. So God will never fail us. It is a promise that is written. Um, as you mentioned, right? What is actually meditation? Is it um, the kind of meditation we know when you uh, just sit down um, and you look upward and start meditating? What is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many of us have this idea of meditation that you're there like doing um. Mm, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But meditating in God's words is uh, meditating on God's words day and night means that you are being attentive to God. Mm. It is one way we keep seeking the things above where Christ is. Mm. As it's written in Colossians 3 verse 1. It is a conscious, continuous engagement of the mind with God. Mm. Um, this renewing of the mind, as in Romans 12 verse 1 to 2, is Could you read Romans 12 verse 1 to 2? So Romans 12 verse 1 to 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies in living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
and be not conformed by this word, but be ye transformed mm. by the renewing of your mind mm. that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable mm. and perfect will of God. So it means being transformed by the renewing of the mind. Mm. So it's part of the process by which the word of God penetrates in the soul mm. and spirit with the light of illumination and the power of transformation. What is illumination? I think it's very important we explain this word. Illumination is you receiving light, mm. you receiving um, wisdom, mm. you receiving understanding, mm. you receiving clarity. Mm. So where there is light, there is clarity. Mm. So your um, when your soul, your, your body, your mind is clear, mm then you can do things in the right order. Mm. You can do things in the holy way, mm. in the way acceptable unto God, in reasonable way. And the Bible also says, um, your word is a lamp to my feet mm. and a light to my path. Mm. This means that wherever I go, mm. God is with me. He's giving me understanding in my academics, mm. in my mm. jo job, in my relationship, mm. in my finances, in the way to grow, mm. in the way I should live life that God may be glorified. That's interesting, which means that is actually the power of transformation. So through the word of God, we get transformed, right? Um, as we get enlightened by his word, we are transformed and we have direct access to his promises. What is the outcome of meditation? Because many people, they do meditate in order to have peace and so on. What is then the essence of Christian meditation? Yeah, this is in the Bible. Joshua 1 verse 8, for example, says, mm. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, mm. but you shall meditate on it day and night, mm. so that you may be careful mm. to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, Hallelujah. and then you will have good success. <laughs> Like the outcome is already in this contract. Mm, mm. When you keep to it, yeah. you will be prosperous and you will have good success. And then mm. we see again in Psalms 1 verse 1 to 2, the, mm. the most important when mm. you want to really know what's meditation. Yeah. You say, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, mm. nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of, scoff uh, of scoffers, mm. but... His delight is in the law of the Lord, which mm -hmm. is God's word. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Mm. So the psalmist dwells on prosperity and reminds us that the prosperous person is one who engages the scriptures and meditates on his law day and and night. I think that is everything about the essence yes. of Christian meditation. Definitely. Because it is about we keeping to our words. Amen. Yeah. Um, and keeping to God's words. Mm. So if we really want to see the promises of God fulfilled in our lives, mm. we also ought to live a righteous life. Yeah. A life as it is written in the word, mm -hmm. commanded by God. Yeah. That is actually what we need to sign into. Amen. What we need to fulfill, the second party. Mm -hmm. God has given us his word and clearly God is keeping to his word. Amen. But man also 
ought to keep to his own word, mm. to keep to God's word as it is written and do so mm. as it is written. And can you actually see that what is required, expected from us, is mm. not that much. It's not much. It's about it's to keep it to the law. Yeah. It's to just abide in it day and night, to meditate on it mm-hmm. day and night. Mm-hmm. Helps us to live a life that is acceptable unto God, a life that would benefit mm-hmm. each and every one of us on this earth if we would keep to this. If we would just keep word. to it. But for those that do not have the word in them, it's difficult to fulfill and to follow these commands. Mm-hmm. How do we practice meditation? You know, it is something we, we can be memorizing, but how do you practice mm-hmm. meditation? Well, um, in in my prayer hours like where where i pray where i seek for wisdom from god then um i just pray and praying using the scriptures and also praying using the word of god Mm. so um Mm. practicing what is written in the bible Mm -hmm. practicing or what it states if he says love your neighbor as yourself you practice it Mm. so this is how how I uh, meditate on mm. God's words. Mm. I think that's a good one. Uh, practicing what is written, even though it will be difficult. Mm. If it says love your neighbor and then you see someone insulting you, it's difficult to love that person. But we need to know the promise that is behind it. If we love our neighbors, we know that God loves us as well, right? Yeah. So, the, But then <laughs> when do we see his promises fulfilled? Because we've been meditating on his word. We've been obeying his commands. How then do we see his promises or when then do we see his promises fulfilled? So um, before I state anything, I would like to state clearly that God's time is not our time. And his ways are not our ways. His ways are even higher than ours. And this is also written and made transparent to us in his promise. So Mm. it is in the contract that we are signing into that my ways are not your ways. My time is not your Your time. time. Yes. So it's transparent. No one can actually say, God, you didn't tell me your ways are not my ways. Mm. So that's what I just wanted to state clear before I um, continue. So unlike humans who um, would give their word and cannot keep to it, God doesn't give us a specific date. Um, He says, wait for the vision to be fulfilled, Mm. write it down and it will surely come to pass. Mm. This is in Habakkuk 2 verse 3. Mm. Um, So what he makes transparent to us is that it will surely come to pass. Mm. It's written. It mm. will surely come to pass. So writing down his promises and the visions which we have from these promises is also a good way of meditating and waiting for God to fulfill his part. Mm. By that way, we can be confident that we will surely witness the fulfillment of the promises Mm -hmm. but when we become impatient that and we think god is taking too long i'm going to get what i need from another source uh, or from somewhere else Mm -hmm. then at that moment we are disobeying Mm -hmm. and disobedience means that 
we are breaking mm. our own part mm. of the covenant. Indeed. And we will not be witnesses of the fulfillment mm. of God's promises if we disobey and break our part. Mm. It's like if you break a, co- a contract, yeah. you will no longer see the benefits mm. that will come from it. So so we need to master the art of waiting on God. Mm-hmm. As in, in Psalms 9 verse 4, it states, For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday day when it is past and as a watch in the night mm-hmm. so he has his times and seasons and he has time and seasons in his hands yeah. so god's time is not our time and he gives us this word and he keeps his words indeed that we surely have to know. Yeah, I like the the point you just raised, um, which is God's time is not our time. And I would even add that God's time is the best. Amen. Because we do not know what is good for us. Amen. We may believe to know, but God's time is still the best. Mm. And God operates in seasons. In every season, God has a promise for us. Mm. And surely uh, we need to learn to discern the seasons and to see the promise. And then we can really receive it by meditating on his word. Through meditating on his word, we are enlightened. As Mm -hmm. Osasis mentioned, we are enlightened by the word of God. And then he gives us direction. Direction to know how to access the promises. It's actually God working, cooperating with us. That was our uh, talk for today, uh, meditating on God's promises versus the promise of man. We hope you've been blessed. We um, hope you will start meditating on God's word and see the transformation in your life. Till next time, where we hope to (laughs) present to you the secret, uh, the surprise, and we hope to keep to that promise. Till next time. Bye. Bye.